What's cracking, big dogs? Welcome, bike, to the channel. Welcome, bike, to the headquarters. This is BDGE, Big Dogs Got E Fantasy Football. My name is Nicholas. The name of today's video is Don't Say the Car's Topless Tuesday. Pumped to be here with y'all. Happy that you have me in your lives. Happy that you're in my lives. I'm happy that Amari Rogers is in our lives as well. Today's Don't Say the Car's Topless Tuesday, which, if you're new to the series, every Tuesday we're exposing. One rookie in this year's class that's going far, 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 far too low in rookie drafts. Today is Clemson's senior slot wide receiver, Amari Rogers, getting too much damn disrespect. We're not having it. Not on a Monday morning. Not on a Tuesday morning. Amari Rogers deserves better. So we're going to make this shit quick. We're going to make this shit frank. We're going to make this shit explosive. Just like Amari Rogers. First, tuck your shirt in. Stop yelling. Let's eat. All right, so first thing to know about Amari Rodgers, I think, I think, I think the big picture takeaway when you're starting to look at rookies, you need to understand the story around these rookies before you start actually understanding the rookies themselves. Each rookie, each prospect is going to have a different background, is going to have a different centerpiece to to who they are in a sense, right? You're going to hear a lot of the same buzzwords, a lot of the same traits from a lot of different people, a lot of comps and stuff. So I think our job as communicators to y'all for the rookie classes. I know y'all are not diving into 30, 40, 50 different rookie profiles like myself and Noah are behind the scenes. We take care of that for you. So a guy like Amari Rogers, what stands out? First off, he's built like a running back. Dude's 5'10", like 210 pounds. We wish, we wish his teammate Travis Etienne comes in at 210. That would be a beautiful thing. If not, guess what? We got another running back in Amari Rogers who just happens to play wide receiver. So the first thing to understand is that Amari Rogers is a slot wide receiver built like a running back. He's one of those Debo Samuel type guys where you just put the ball in his hands and let him move around the field like a running back, okay? So 5'10", 210 pounds. Pro day is going to be on March 29th. So we got a couple weeks before that happens, before we get his 40 time, before we get the athletics. And here's the other thing, y'all. We're hearing a lot of stuff come out about a lot of players and their, their 40 times at Exos. Rashad Bateman's running a 4'37". Listen, as much as I like Rashad Bateman, he ain't run a fucking 4'37". These are hand-timed. These are laser-timed, which are still not accurate. Like, let's calm down about fucking Exos 40-time Twitter. We're going to add, like, 0 0.08 to everyone's 40-time to make it real. You love to see that he's clocking in at 437 hand-time, 439 laser-time, but it's just it's just not real. They have the facts. They've done studies that, on average, on average, this is not just for wide receiver, but I'm going to actually throw up the picture if I still have it. I forget where it was. I screenshotted it. They say, on average, if you look at pro day versus NFL combine actual times, they literally did a study over like the last five years across all positions. There was an adjusted 0 0.08 on the 40 time. Okay. So if the average NFL player runs a 4.40 at their 40 time, that on average would be a 4.48, if so facto. Flip that around. If they ran a 440 at the pro day, that would be a 448 at the combine. Okay. The combine's more official. They rewatch it to make sure that's the exact time. It's all bullshit. We'll put it that way. Okay. So all the shit you hear about coming out of random training camps and random pro days and random exos fucking fake news training where your high school janitor who also is has a second job as the football coach is hand time in your at listen, it, it, we ain't fucking buying it. All right. So quit the bullshit with the Rashad Bateman 437. No one likes Rashad Bateman more than I do, but let's not get ahead of ourselves to the point where we're fucking lapping ourselves and we don't even know what race we're running in anymore. Mario Rogers, ADP, according to 20 different rookie big dogs mocks. We had mock week. We ran 20 of them. Omari Rogers, on average, came off the board at the 307 
mid to late third round rookie pick wide receiver 14 in my ranks right now which are available in the draft guide link down below he is the wide receiver 10 at the 207 so i have him ranked a full round higher than he's going off in rookie drafts he's a guy that i would take over those mid-tier running back twos all right so a lot of people just panic and they don't know you know when when you got a, a deep wide receiver class like you do this year where you have guys like amari rogers who are 10th 12th 14th wide receiver off the board you tend not to know a lot of the names you tend to know the running back names though you get the kenny gamewells you get the chuba hubbards you get the trey sermons and they're like mid-tier second-ish kind of running backs right you got the big three you got the Najee Harris you got the ETNs you got the Javante Williams after that it's a crapshoot and all those guys come with an immense amount of risk probably not a ton of upside in the NFL when you have a lot of solid wide receivers in that middle tier that middle class that I would absolutely love to have over those running backs so you look at Amari Rogers as a prospect he is the son of this man named T Martin who just got hired as the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver coach he was an infamous uh, infamous not the right word but I got famous we'll just say famous wide receiver coach in college who is credited with developing a lot of NFL talent, including guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Robert Woods, Nelson Aguilar, Randall Cobb. You'll see you'll see a trend here. You'll see a trend with the type of wide receivers we got. We got stocky wide receivers who are versatile, who can play in the slot, who can play flanker, a lot like Amari Rogers. So we'll get the bad shit out the way first. When you look at his analytics profile, which we're going to spend most of the time today kind of peeling back the layers and playing devil's advocate on why his analytical profile is not as alarming as it seems. All of this stuff looks looks bad. It's everything you don't want to see from an analytics point of view. Okay, late breakout age, 21 years old, dominator rating, 30th percentile, 23 and a half percent, low yards per reception. 29th percentile obviously he's a slot guy so not going to have a high number there regardless college target share 20.8 percent in the 42nd percentile obviously we don't have the athletic scores yet because the pro day didn't happen he's a four-year player so he's a senior not an early declare all the things that raise red flags if you're an analytics guy but we look a little deeper at the numbers see that 2017 season he's a freshman at clemson didn't really do nothing at that point clemson had t higgins on the outside they had Hunter Renfro playing the slot. They had Deion Kane, which hasn't amounted to shit, but he was an NFL wide receiver at one point. Travis Etienne, and you had Ray Ray McLeod playing special teams, playing wide receiver, probably where Amari Rodgers, a versatile player like him, could have played or was going to play his freshman year if McLeod wasn't there. 2018, we see the big step forward. He goes 55, catch 55 balls, 575 receiving yards, four touchdowns, which is really impressive when you start to put a little bit more context behind that. Hunter Renfro. Obviously, an NFL slot wide receiver was a senior that year, and Amari Rodgers actually outproduced him in the yardage capacity. That was also T. Higgins' breakout season. That was also Justin Ross, one of the highest rated wide receiver prospects in the country, post a 1,000-yard true freshman season. Breaks out as a true freshman, one of the most talented young wide receivers in the college landscape right now. ETN is there. Tons of competition to really have a big breakout when you have the two studs on the outside in Higgins, Justin Ross. You have a great running back in ETN. Having a breakout year, you have Hunter Enfro, who's a senior, who's obviously going to get a lot of slot work. And Amari Rodgers actually outproduced him. I talk about his versatility. Rodgers led the ACC in punt return yards in 2018. Ray Ray McLeod was out of there. They say, hey, we need another guy to step in, someone who's super athletic, someone who could play wide receiver, but also play special teams. Led the ACC in punt return yards, fourth in the NCAA in punt return yards. Took one to the cribbo. 2019, what happens? He takes a step back. Very, very, very easy to put context behind this. So Amari Rodgers actually tore his ACL in the spring of 2019. We were ready for him to have that big breakout year. We were ready for him to, to step into a full-time role as a slot wide receiver there and have that breakout age at 19, 20 years old. Tears his ACL in spring. This guy comes back 22 weeks later and plays the full season. 22 weeks. That's a little bit over five full months. Okay. He tears his ACL and he plays 
the entire season with a huge knee brace a little bit over five months after tearing that ACL. So you want to talk about why the 2019 numbers were down? The dude was literally just still playing on a fully torn ACL for the most part. A lot of guys return 9, 10, 11, 12 months sometimes after that, especially mentally. This dude did it in half the time. So come this year, come 2021, he will be two years removed from that ACL tear, which is what we love to invest in. And then obviously he's fully healthy for 2020. He has his breakout year as a senior, 77 catches, over a thousand yards receiving and seven touchdowns. Higgins obviously went on to play in the NFL this year. Justin Ross was not playing. So Amari Rogers became the go-to target for Trevor Lawrence this year. The breakout was pretty easy to see coming. Again, 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 the theme with a guy like Amari Rogers is his Debo Samuel-esque build and his Debo Samuel-esque playing ability and his play style and his yak and his ball skills type stuff, right? Built like a running back, excellent versatility to his game. We saw it in the punt return stuff, constantly used in the screen game, man. They loved him in the bubble screen game. Always, always makes the first guy miss. He has really, really good burst acceleration to gain those next 10 yards. He's probably one of those guys that's that's quicker rather than fast. And when you look at the numbers this year in terms of what he did in the slot, what he did on screen passes, second in the country in screen catches overall, third in the country in screen yards overall, first in the country in slot catches with 68, third in the country with 917 receiving yards from the slots. Okay. So I say he's quicker rather than fast. I still think he runs around the mid four fours coming out of high school. I believe he ran like a four, four, nine, and I'm confident he will be able to hit that number. If not pretty sizable clip faster than that. So you, so you give me a guy like again, Debo Samuel, who's running those mid four fours built like a running back. Good things are going to happen in the open field. I do think he has enough long speed. Like you look at some of the plays that he makes downfield, he's definitely capable of breaking through that line of scrimmage on screen plays, breaking away for the long touchdown or beating you up the seam. That's not going to be his go-to. It's not a specialty. It's not his creme de la creme, but it is another trait that you could tack on. There's really no flaws in his game. The flaws that you're going to find in Amari Rodgers or people that don't like him are going to be strictly from his analytical profile. When you watch the film, there isn't a lot that this guy can't do. He absolutely dominated at the senior bowl in the one-on-one drills, which, you know, you're going to have to fucking do that, especially when you're a day two pick or something like that with Amari Rodgers. And that's what we expect the draft capital to be. And you're going against these cornerbacks at the senior bowl who are not the top cornerbacks in the country. They're not the ones going top 10, top 15 in NFL draft. You better fucking dominate off the line of scrimmage. It, those things are built for wide receivers to dominate it in, but it's good to see that he did that rather than not doing that. So again, I see a lot of Debo Samuel. I see a lot of like Golden Tate when we're talking about player comps, guys who are tough, guys who can play in the middle, guys who can play outside if they need to. They're scrappy, they're raw, they make guys miss, and they have plenty of burst to, you know, maintain that yak ability. So what's funny is, you know, you have his dad who worked with Juju Smith-Schuster. I think Amari Rogers, if they let Juju walk, this would be like the, I've never seen a more like Pittsburgh Steeler type wide receiver than Amari Rodgers. The Pittsburgh Steelers, all they do is hit on guys who are like not analytically inclined. A lot of guys that people don't like coming out of college, right? Deontay Johnson with the breakout age, Chase Claypool. And then, you know, these guys that people don't see, the Steelers do. And this feels like an Amari Rodgers pick that comes in perfectly and takes that slot role that Juju had. If that's the case, much like Juju, who can't, you know, didn't succeed outside against man coverage, press coverage, this will be the case too. If, if he takes over that Juju role, he won't have to play outside whatsoever. And I think Amari Rodgers is a guy who's not necessarily refined as a wide receiver. He's obviously getting better and better as the years go by, but he's not someone you want to put on the outside. He's not someone that you want to have to play against cornerback ones. With Claypool and Deontay Johnson, he's at worst just getting the slot cornerback, which would be perfect. Maybe he doesn't necessarily have the upside of an alpha in the NFL. I still think he can be like a really, really solid PPR play, a solid PPR wide receiver too, that you're getting in the mid, late third round of rookie drafts right now, according to our ADP. I think he'll be a round two at latest round three pick, which gives him the draft capital as well. So we love Amari Rogers this year as a mid round value, beautiful pick. So that's what I got for today's don't say the cars topless Tuesday 
We say Amari Rodgers' titties is out. He's been exposed. There's no more hiding. Amari Rodgers, the next Debo, the next Golden Tate. Don't get it twisted. Hit the thumbs up button if you enjoy. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. I'll see you back on Thursday with, uh, I'm not even sure what I'm doing Thursday video, but if you missed yesterday's video, I interviewed the CEO of the Sleeper app. Y'all know the Sleeper app, the one that play most of your fantasy and dynasty leagues on. Guy Nan Wang, obviously very sharp. Dude's a fucking assassin when it comes to business. It was a good sit down. That was yesterday's video. Go check that out if you haven't already. I'm gonna start looking at some tight end prospect profiles over the next week or so. So I think next week's Don't Say the Cars Topless Tuesday is going to be a tight end. We got tight ends, tight titties, topless, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'll see y'all later. Peace. Only describe us as soldier survivors. Stay laced in the best, well dressed with finesse in the white tee. Looking for whitey, the girl who fly and talk so nicely. Put her in the coupe so she can feel the nice breeze. We could drive through the city, no doubt, but don't say my car's topless. Say the titties is out.